listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, you're half right. I'm back. Chris still out sick. Rick Worthington filling in. Hi there. Nate Shellman gets to sleep in this morning. Well, he deserves it, you know. <laughs> he does have a show to do later today. Well, yeah. I was glad, I was glad to see. I was afraid he was going to have to uh, do double duty yesterday, but he was able to get a fill-in. Yeah, I was happy Brian to see Wiley that as well. Able to fill in for him yesterday cuz that that makes quite a long day when you are not used to getting up at that time of the morning. Mhm. Having to uh fill in for both of us. I was wondering when that some someday was going to happen where Well, we've seen it a couple of times, both, not very often, but you know. Since I've been here not it's never been where both Chris and I were out at the same time. That's the first yeah, time it's ever Nate happened. Yeah, and I've done a show mm-hmm. together before. Well, yeah. But it didn't not when we were both sick. Ah, when you were on vacation. When I was on vacation. Oh, yeah. okay. But not when we were both sick at the same time, which is uh first time that that's ever happened. Hopefully Chris Mike, is doing I hope you're better. feeling better. I hope you're doing all right. I am doing much better than I was this Mostly weekend. because I have to sit in this room with you and I don't want to get sick. <laughs> well, hopefully I'm past that. <laughs> I hope so, too. <laughs> hope I'm past the infectious <laughs> stage. I did spend uh, a lot of time sleeping. I don't even remember much of the weekend, to tell you the truth. It's like got up on one of the days, I think it was Saturday, mm-hmm. and had breakfast and then went back to sleep for another six hours. Well, good so, for you. Yeah, so hopefully um, got enough rest, got over it. I feel markedly better. So, Do you feel like you have that flu bug that's been going around? I, th- I think that's what it was. My wife was a little bit sick last week, and she was only sick for like one day, and she has an Airborne that she swears by and gave it to me, yeah. so I, I took a bunch of Airborne, and hopefully that's what caused it to only be a few days rather than a week or two. But yeah, I think this is the, the same crud that has been happening to go around that everybody seems to be getting right now. Yeah, I, I was told that it's about a 48-hour, 72-hour bug. Um so hopefully you you know you had that over the weekend yeah. and yesterday. Hopefully well, it's, and it's if, through you now. If you remember, um, Nate was out a couple of days. What was it last week? Yeah, and he felt fine. He said it's just he completely lost his voice, and I thought I was going to lose my voice uh, also, but I, I didn't end up losing my well, voice. We're not that lucky, I guess. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but we're we're back, and uh, once again, phone lines are open. It is a Tuesday morning. We're underway. Uh, we can uh, take your phone calls, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through to us this morning. You can also email mike at kbui.com. Don't email Chris. Because number one, you would wake him, possibly wake him up with a notification, and number two, he would then have to forward that email. Just email Mike at kboi.com yeah. today. Yeah, I would tell you to email Rick, except his email is just so hard to remember. And you know, if you're going to send that email, we just prefer you send it to Mike anyway. <laughs> you know the email I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, I know. You the email know what I'm saying. Cards and letters, care of Rick yeah. Worthington. I, I do Who's get some KBOI? some pretty good. Love letters uh, in the mail around here. Is that what you call them? Love letters? That's what I'm choosing to call them right now. Are are you saying you get letters from the uh, prison out? uh... No. No, no. I I thought you were talking about that kind of love letters. (laughs) No. I will mention, by the way, we haven't mentioned this, but um, we did get a very nice letter from the prison out 
in Ontario. Really? Yeah, last week. I didn't know that. We got a very nice letter saying they listen to us uh, all the time out there. Um, I Unfortunately, they can't get a ratings book, which would really help us out. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. that's really what you call captured listening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but for oh. all of... What? Stop it. It's true. Just stop now. For all of you who are uh, listening out there at... Uh, was it Snake River Prison Center? Um, Something like that. Yeah. Thank, thank you for uh, making us. We realize you have... Not a lot of choices, but you have some choices when it comes you to know, listening to the radio. When the warden just pops that up over the loudspeaker, <laughs> just go with it. Okay? Just go with it. Hey, we'll take any listening that we possibly can. <laughs> I'm glad you're on one today. Welcome back, by the way. I'm Thank happy you that very you're much. here. I know I like to give you a bad time, but I don't want to see you sick. Um, I don't like. And, uh, I don't like me seeing me sick either. Is your wife home this week? I she's, mean, she does some traveling. Yep, so she got she got home Sunday. So uh, yeah, so she's home this week, and then before she left, has to leave again. And there's no football this week. We've got this week off, and then Super Bowl week after this, right? Yes. Okay. So um, this is the week I'm moving. I told you this before. This mm-hmm. is the week I I get keys and all that. Congratulations. Thank you. Who knew? I thought nobody could afford to buy a house anymore. Here, well, here, here you are buying a house. You can. It it takes some, you know, creativity. But yeah, you can do that. You you get to do one thing that I absolutely hate more than anything in the world. Move. Move. Oh my gosh, I hate moving. I had to sneeze. Excuse I me. hate moving. Oh, it's the worst. It's the Mike. worst. It is the worst. Yeah. I tell, we just and and everybody knows that we just bought a uh, a new house here a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I joke, but I'm kind of serious about it. Uh, I said I don't care what happens if you and I ever get divorced. You, you told better, your wife this. Yes, I go. You better figure out a way because I know you're not moving. You said this is our final house, and I go. I'm not moving again either. So we're gonna have to figure out a way we're to live bound together, for life, honey. This <laughs> isn't happening. Whether you want to be married to me or uh, not? Because I that's am funny. not moving ever again mike so. that's funny you know uh i i don't enjoy the process of of packing and um it, you know the moving boxes around that that's not such a bad deal but it's the trying to get everything together you take things mm-hmm. off the shelves you got to put it in a box and yep. then you got to label the box yep and then you got to store it until you're ready to go so there, I mean, there's just so many steps to it. Well, you got to decide what you're going to take to your new place, what you're going to get rid there of. There has been some purging, not going to lie. Can I, can I, I'll give you uh, just one little tip from, from somebody who has had to purge. Yeah. Purge more than you think you're going to need to, to purge. Yeah. Because we have stuff sitting there. It's like, why did we bring this with us? This was just yeah. a waste. We should have well, got rid of this. I know that, well, you're older than I am. So Easy. you did a, you, I was just saying you have a lot more, you probably had more years to accumulate things oh, than yeah. I did. Yep. And uh, therefore, you know, maybe oh, you yeah. had a few more things that you had to get rid of than I do. Well, we had a- I spent the last year purging some things and, um, and making an effort to, to do that as well. So We also had uh, seven kids and a wife who didn't like oh, to throw away yeah. anything well, either. Well, you definitely so, had more to, yeah, we had to, to take care of We had to I do did. a bunch of that. Uh, coming up here for you uh, this morning, some of the things we're going to be talking about on on top of last year, you remember you got the uh, rate increase request for natural gas. I think it was 22.7%. Everything seems to be going up. Uh, now Boise Water Company wants to raise rates by 24%. No, that's not. <sighs> that's a jump, man. Yeah, it really is. That, that's not just a, that's not a little hit. That's a big jump. Um, we'll talk a little bit more. I, I'm, I'm sure you guys probably talked about the uh, substitute teacher. We did. Arrested. We chatted about that yesterday. Took some calls on that. 
Um, I, I apologize to the caller last week because we heard about this already last Tuesday, was yeah. it? I think it was last Tuesday, called in and yeah. said, hey, there's an underground fight club in Caldwell. And I kind of rolled my eyes and go, whatever. And come <laughs> to find out, no, there was an underground yeah, fight sure club was. going on. Um, you know, the whole rule of don't talk about fight club goes out the window when it uh, ha- happens to involve underage students. Yeah, they ruined that. Yeah. They ruined that. I still I can't get over the fact that a teacher hit send and actually posted that's, that. That's, that's the thing that just amazes me. I just shake my head and go, like, you got to be the dumbest adult alive. You know what that means? They think it was perfectly okay. Right? They had to think that. It's like, oh, there's nothing wrong with this, that, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, I can't. I can't fathom what went through that dude's head all right let's get our first check on what's going on with sports this morning recording to here it's brought to you by pork belly and cuna um it's in the name pork belly they have fabulous pork belly bites you don't believe me check it out for yourself today smoked 11 to 12 hours and then uh deep fried with a wonderful sauce and uh batter try it out for yourself today just one of the many great items on the menu of Pork Belly. We'll talk hoops here for a little while today. Boise State men's basketball team will be at uh, Air Force tonight. It's a big game. It's kind of a trap game in the sense that Friday's game is the most important game on the schedule so far because it will be potentially a game to get Boise State into first place. You play San Diego State, you go on the road, you win that game, boom, you're tied for first place. However... You got to beat Air Force at their house first. That game tonight, we'll have it for you right here on News Talk KBOI. First, though, we told you Kellen Moore won't be unemployed very long, and it appears it was less than hours. Yeah. The Cowboys and Kellen Moore, the former Boise State quarterback, departed ways over the weekend. And before he could even get his final check from the Cowboys, <laughs> the San the San Diego, the Los the Angeles yeah. Chargers, I did it twice yesterday as well. The Los Angeles Chargers were on the phone with Kellen Moore saying, get your butt over here. You're our new OC. Now, you've seen the Kendall commercials, Kellen Moore and Leighton Vander Esch yep. and Justin Herbert. They're all pretty tight. Mm-hmm. Well, now Kellen Moore is going to get to work with Herbert over in this is Los this is a fantastic situation yeah, for Kellen Moore because he gets autonomy because the head coach is the def- is a defensive coach. Yeah, doesn't know offense, yeah. so he doesn't have somebody looking over his shoulder going, "Why did you call that play? I'm going to call this." And play. here's a relationship that has already been built between Kellen and his quarterback. KBOI News Time is six seventeen. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at three. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. Chris Walton uh, is out sick again today. Rick Worthington filling in. Hopefully he'll be back tomorrow. 208-88-208-208-336-3700. See, I have Wednesday sick and I forget our phone number. 1-800-529-5264. Uh, you can also email Mike at KBOI.com, or you can text us, same as our main number, 208-336-3700. Um, I noticed that uh, since I drove to work last, gas prices are up another 10 cents a gallon. Oh, really? So 10 cents last week. We're up 20 cents a gallon over the last 14 days here in the Treasure Valley. That's the bad news. The good news is, if you can take a silver lining... Um, we're still below the national average here in Idaho. Well, that is something, yes. Yeah, that I mean, that's good, but that <laughs> that's kind of like saying you, you got punched in the stomach, but you didn't get punched in the stomach as hard as I could have punched you. 
Well, <laughs> I mean, okay. It, I'm trying to find one small sliver of good news in that, and that only sliver that I can find is that gas prices are lower than national average. But here in the Treasure Valley, we're up 20 cents a gallon. How soon is it going to be, do you think, before we hit uh, $4? We're only that's about a, that's a great question. 40 I mean, cents a gallon away from it right now. You always see that jump in heading into summer, right? I wish I had a good answer for you on that. I'm excited that gas prices aren't five bucks a gallon like it was during the summertime when I was trying to go on vacation, you know, yeah, cut into the budget a little bit. Speaking of cutting into the budget, Boise residents could see a substantial increase in their water bills this year. Viola, or Violia, I think, formerly Suez, Treasure Valley's largest water supplier, has filed a request with the Idaho Public Utilities Commission to increase rates for water by 24.1%. Wow. Uh, residential customers would see an average increase in their bill of about $7.59 on their monthly bills, or about $0.25 cents per day. Uh, the uh, customer increases for uh, public authority bills would increase $25.46. Corporate customers would see a $27 increase. Now, it's in, unclear whether when the increase would take effect. Previous news release from uh, Veolia said that it would take several months for the PUC to accept, reject, or modify its request. So this isn't a done deal yet. This mm-hmm. is what they're asking for. PUC could say, no, that's too much of an increase. We're not going to allow it. Uh, customers, by the way, if you're interested in learning more about this rate change, there's a meeting tonight that you can participate in. It's a public workshop going on at 6 o'clock at the PUC's office, 11331 West Chinden Boulevard. Residents will get a chance to submit formal testimony at a hearing that will be held at a later date. But tonight, if you want to uh, get answers to questions, you can go to that workshop. It is at 6 o'clock tonight. So we continue to see inflation with pretty much everything, mm-hmm. unfortunately. I guess it's uh, good news for me. I moved out of the Veolia area, so I won't necessarily see that increase coming my way, but you're still going to be in it, I'm guessing, yeah, with where I you're am. at. So, I sure am. Yeah. KBOI News Time is uh, 626. Like I said, if you want to partake in the show, it's always encouraged. Our phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Once again, our phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to get through, you can also email us, mike at KBOI.com. Chris is out today, so don't try emailing uh, him. Um, You can also uh, give us... A uh, text, if you want, same as our main number, 208-336-3700. By the way, Powerball, after uh, we saw Mega Millions up, what was it, $1.4 yeah. billion? Dollars, mm-hmm. Powerball does not have a winner again, which means that they're starting to get up. Now we're at 600-some million over, now. Yeah, over $600 million for the next drawing. No winner last night. So drawing is going up. We're getting close to right where I start to play, and... Start giving my money over willy nilly because there's a one in three hundred million chance for me to win. Well, you can't win if you don't play. It was what I like to tell everybody. Your chances of winning are not significantly less if you don't play. But. I was just going to say the same thing. If you if you don't but, play, it's just a little bit better than if you do play. But 
you you won't win, as as Rick said. Right. Somebody has to win eventually, right? That's right. Yeah. I mean, we missed out on the million dollar New Year's drawing for Idaho. Uh, that was I felt very pretty bad about that. Me. Missed out on the billion some dollars that came out of the Mega Millions, but the Powerball that's all mine. Missed out on fantasy football. Didn't make any money this year on fantasy I didn't football either. I got smoked in fantasy I got football. Smoked this year. in every league I played in. Me too. Worst league I've had. Matter worst fact, fantasy football I year suck. I've had in years. I suck. Thanks, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady for acting <laughs> old all of a sudden. Hosed on that one. KVI News Time is six forty. For, speaking of sports, it is time for another update. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna, the place to go every day for uh, lunch, breakfast, brunch. They're Wally's there today. Let's 7 call him. 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Hey, if Wally's there, uh, maybe he could send us a bunch of bacon. Hey, Wally! Let's get on that. Pork Belly and Cuna, the place to go for lunch. Get in every day, Monday through Sunday, beginning at 7 a.m. We talked about uh, possibly being a trap game. Boise State men's basketball at Air Force tonight, trying to keep pace in the Mountain West with San Diego State. San Diego State is in first place at 7-2. and two. Boise State just a game behind them. Here's Bob Beeler with more. The Broncos are coming off one of their best offensive performances of the season in the 80-55 to 55 win over Colorado State. They're now 17-5 and five on the year overall and ranked 22nd in the net rankings. They'll face an Air Force team tonight that is 12-10 overall, but the Falcons have won 9 of the 12 games at home. And there'll be a challenge, according to Coach Rice. Well, you got altitude. you got a team that is maybe, I think, the third tempo-wise, their bottom, you know, one of the slowest teams in the country and, and make you guard. And so they have a system that they stick with, and, and they know their system, and they can do it at breakneck speed, and that makes it tough. The Broncos won both meetings with Air Force last season. Our coverage will begin at 6.30 tonight. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. KBOI News Time is 6.46. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 6.57, Chris Walton is uh, out sick today. Rick Worthington is in. I am back, and our phone lines are open, 208-336-3700. Toll-free, 1-800-529-5264 if you want to get through to us today. Those are also good numbers to know uh, if you want to win some free prizes. We've got a $50 gift certificate coming up here for Costa Vida. Also, a uh, chance for you to do some uh, golf. What? Golf show winning today. Yeah? I hate these tickets. I hate these tickets. What do you mean you hate it? Because it's the most expensive free tickets I've ever got in my life. Oh. (laughs) Every time they go, they trick me into buying stuff at the golf show. Whoops. I know. It's like, here, have some free tickets. Well, that wasn't free. I just paid a whole bunch of money to buy this. That's how I ended up with your pings, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. Well, Mike, I need a driver this year, so why don't you go? <laughs> if you want to get in um, to the golf show, we have free tickets that we'll be giving away coming up here for you this morning. So anybody interested, stick around. Those free tickets will be on the way sometime before 10 o'clock. Also coming up here for you this morning, we have the Costa Vida gift certificate. So if you missed out on the chance to get your Costa Vida half price deal here a couple of weeks ago because it sold out in like three minutes... You have a chance to get a free one this morning if you can answer our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Looking to get into a new home in the new year? Didn't think you could afford it? You might be able to, especially now that it's become a buyer's market. 
Berkshire Hathaway Home Services can uh, show you how you can get into that new home, maybe even get the uh, sellers to help you out getting into that new home. Call today and find out how at 208-888-4128. Okay, our question today. In this state, a marriage can be officially annulled if one or both people did it as part of a game of truth or dare. What state is it? You've played truth or dare before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Apparently, not, if not for marriage, if you can, if you've been dared to get married in this state in a game of truth or dare, you can officially have it annulled just for that. I mean, you got to have a lot of heart to do that, right? Mm-hmm. All we need is the state. That's all you need to know. If you know the answer, stick around. Coming up here a little bit after eight o'clock, you're the first person to answer and win that question. We'll get you a fifty dollars gift certificate to Costa Vida. That's our damn near impossible question. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. It's time for the KBOI Medical Moment, brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho, featuring Dr. Dan Meltzer. Dr. Meltzer, good morning. Good morning. Doctor, now that the first month of uh, the new year has reached its end, so to have many of our self-improvement resolutions, sadly, especially those dealing with starting new diets to lose weight. Why is it so hard to stick to new diets despite our best intentions? Yeah, that, that was quite right. I mean, it, we tend to set ourselves up for failure, unfortunately, by overcommitting, you know, especially when it comes to diet. And often that's a diet that's radically different from what we're used to. And you know, like many things, those abrupt changes can be difficult to stick to. And so we fall back to old habits, what's convenient, what's familiar, what tastes good. Um, and so scientific studies actually validate this, that when we make big sweeping changes to diet in particular, it may not produce the best results. Ultimately, though, does it not just come down to a lack of willpower? Not not really. No, it's it's more than that. I mean, it takes our body's time to adjust to the change, whether it's, you know, the food we eat, the medications we take, different levels of activity, new sleep schedules. So, you know, if you were going to run a marathon, most of us wouldn't kind of run out and sign up and compete the next day. And similarly, dietary changes, particularly overhauls, are a little bit like this. It takes time. It's demanding on the body. And so it has to be phased in gradually. So... Uh, are you going to be good enough to give us the recipe for diet success this morning? I think start small is the main thing. You know, a more gradual approach to dietary changes is easier to A, adhere to, and B, it's just easier on our body, and it can be more enjoyable. We're focused on kind of self-care rather than self-denial. So things like drink more water, reduce the sugar intake that you have, minimize processed foods, try to have a healthier lunch, and perhaps avoid that, you know, second biscuit at dinner or even dessert altogether. Whether we're uh, in the office, out shopping, or at a game, we, we seem to be surrounded by others suffering through cold and flu season. Now, for those battling these uh, seasonal bugs, the natural tendency is to reach for some over-the-counter meds to lessen the symptoms. But now you're saying that some people should think twice before downing what they found in the cold and flu aisle, uh, like who and, and why? Yeah, I mean, over-the-counter medications are still medications, so people in particular with high blood pressure need to be careful because some of the -the over-the-counter cold and flu medications can cause adverse reactions. So can you expand uh, on that a little bit? 
Yeah, it's really decongestants in particular. You know, when we have that stuffy nose or feeling congested, you know, we'll often reach for a decongestant. And the way that they work is they shrink the blood vessels in our our nose and our sinuses, which helps that kind of cloggy feeling go away. The problem is other blood vessels as well constrict. And when that constricting or narrowing happens, think of if you're watering garden hose and you squeeze it, the water tends to come out a little more quickly. And that can actually raise blood pressure and raise heart rate, causing stress in particular on people that have heart disease or hypertension at a baseline. What's our bottom line here? What's the key takeaway from that? Yeah, I would say so. If you have any medical condition, particularly high blood pressure, and you're looking to take medication for cold and flu symptoms, talk to your doctor or your friendly pharmacist. Well, that is the KBOI Medical Moment brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho. Dr. Dan Meltzer, thanks for joining us this morning on KBOI. Thank you. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Those who've already seen the video of Tyree Nichols' arrest and beating have described it as horrifying. Nichols' stepfather, Rodney Wells, has heard the descriptions but has issued a public appeal. We do not want any type of uproar. We do not want any type of disturbance. We want peaceful protests. The city of Memphis plans to release the body camera and surveillance video publicly this evening. The director of the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. I'm sickened by what I saw. I've seen the video. You will too. In a word, it's absolutely appalling. Nichols' mother unable to watch the full video. They murdered him. Yes, I said murdered. Attorneys for the family stating that these five officers being held criminally accountable for their deadly and brutal actions gives us hope as we continue to push for justice for Tyree. Attorneys for two of the former officers, Desmond Mills Jr. and Emmett Martin, saying their clients intend to plead not guilty. More info uh, continues to come out. A seventh Memphis officer has been relieved of duty. It isn't clear whether the officer who was not identified will face charges. Fallout from Tyree Nichols' fatal beating continued Monday, and in addition to a 7th Memphis police officer who has been relieved of duties, five of which of those officers have also been charged with murder, three Memphis Fire Department personnel have been fired. Really? Yep. Memphis Fire Department has fired three employees for failing to provide Tyree Nichols an adequate patient assessment when they were called to provide medical aid after huh. he was beaten by police officers. That's according to the department last night. The uh, two emergency medical technicians, Robert Long and Jamichael Sandridge, and fire engine driver Lieutenant Michelle Whitaker were initially called to provide medical aid for Nichols being pepper sprayed. The investigation has concluded that the two EMTs responded based on the initial nature of the call and information they were told on the scene and failed to conduct an adequate patient assessment of Mr. Nichols. After the initial interaction with Mr. Nichols, they requested an ambulance to respond. Long and Sangridge, according to the statement, arrived on the scene at 841. An ambulance was sent at 846, arriving at 855. By 908, Nichols was taken to the St. Francis Hospital. Uh, Whitaker stayed in the uh, engine the entire time. Hmm. I don't. I don't know about any of that. That's. There isn't anything good that's come of this story. Not a thing. I. I will say that 
you have to give kudos to the Memphis Police Department in that they are open and transparent so far in the investigation. So because far, yeah. They've, they've released the video because how many times have we seen, well, there's video, but we're not going to release it to the public. Yeah, we've seen that. We've seen that plenty of times. Um, I think the city of Memphis is doing everything they can to stay out in front of this. I think they're trying not to have, oh, what's the best way to say that they're trying, they're trying not to make it appear that they're sweeping anything under the rug. They are putting people out in front to speak to all media sources. Everything the media has asked for so far has been uh, handed over and released. I think they're handling it as well as they can, considering the collateral damage that you're going to see from this. And um, we haven't really even gotten started. I mean, no, the protests are going to come. The uh, anger will just grow. Uh, I still think we're in a position where there are a lot of people that still haven't seen the video. They just started hearing about it yesterday and may have just seen it within, you know, the last 24 hours or less. Uh, Yeah, that outrage is going to grow. Well, I mean, you look at it, there's still information coming out, you know? Yeah. You know, in in addition to the five police officers who were let go of their duties and charged with murder, now you have two more police officers. Are there going to be more? You have the uh, three fire department and EMT members. Um, Basically, there was 28 minutes where... Tyree Nichols laid on the ground before they got him on a stretcher. That's that's yeah. why they were let go of their duties, yeah. because here he was seriously injured, and they didn't take the time to check out and find out how seriously injured he was and get him to the hospital quicker. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. I hope cooler heads prevail in this, and, and you hear even the families are saying it, the police department is saying it. They know that there are going to be protests. Oh, yeah. But they're saying, please... Protest safely. Don't violently protest. And this is even coming from the family of of Tyree Nichols saying, you know, hey, one death is enough. We don't need any more. I hope cooler heads prevail. I don't know. This this isn't a good thing or a bad thing. It's just uh, an observation. If this had been five white police officers who had killed Tyree Nichols, you would probably see Memphis on fire right now, already. Uh, man, I hate to even think about it, but... I hate to, too, but, you know, it, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just bad, no matter what sh- shape it is. And it's even still being called, even though these were black police officers, being called racism and showing that the Memphis Police Department... Uh, shows systemic yeah, racism not, in in how they treat their black suspects. I have a hard time watching the video anyway, but I, I think you're right because the officers in question are black. It, it's hard for me to look at that and say, "Well, that that's racism." Clearly, they don't like they don't like black people. That, that's just not yeah. the case. You know, it's brutality. It's bad policing. It's bad people. But I. I I look at it and I don't I don't see that as I don't know. We'll talk Mike, more about I, this. I, just I don't have enough information. <clears throat> I don't have enough information to say it is or isn't racism. Right. But when I see black police officer and 
black person that's getting beaten. I see brutality. I don't see racism. But I don't know enough. I don't know enough either. I, I agree with you. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll talk more about this uh, this morning after 9 o'clock. However, if you want to say your thoughts right now, you can email us, mike at kboi.com. Right now, let's get another check on what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Kuna, the place to go for breakfast and lunch every day. Check out their menu. Very unique menu, porkbellyidaho.com. So we're finding out now more about what's going on with Kellen Moore. Apparently, he wanted to go and talk with some other teams about their NFL head coaching positions and thought about the Carolina Panthers position. I think the Denver Broncos were interested in speaking with them as well. And Kellen Moore decided he also wanted to talk to some other teams about their offensive coordinator position. Why do you think Kellen Moore was so interested in leaving Dallas to go be an offensive coordinator somewhere else? Mike, uh, why? Might have to be to do with the head coach, maybe questioning your calls. I think that's probably it. Now, Mike McCarthy, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, is also a former offensive coordinator who liked to call his own plays in Green Bay and had pretty good success with Aaron Rodgers, although they never won a championship together, right? Or was he the head coach when Aaron Rodgers won his only? He was. He was the he head was, coach. Yeah, yeah. He was the head coach. So, yeah, he did have some success. Well, I mean, you see, me. the, you see the proof in the pudding. He's going to be calling plays next year. He's not going to get an offensive coordinator. seems to be the case. Yes, it does. He may get an OC, but that OC won't be calling plays. I think Kellen Moore was looking for a little more rope, a little more freedom to run things as he think it should happen. And he's going to a team that has a terrific young quarterback Justin Herbert and the LA Chargers that's where he landed as the new OC so less than 24 hours after he mutually agreed with the Dallas Cowboys aka Jerry Jones they made an agreement where he could part ways from the Dallas Cowboys he comes up with his next job and he's going to LA to be with the Chargers KBOI news time is 717 Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 723, Jeremiah Bates with us this morning once again to talk about your money. And looking like the stock market uh, here about seven, eight minutes ahead of the opening. The Dow is going to be up. Uh, about 50 points as of right now and uh, starting to look more and more like there could be hope for a uh, soft landing when it comes to uh, the recession and our economy in the coming year. Um, what are we, what are you seeing on that end? Yeah, I know that the data is coming in, whether it's in the form of the consumer price index, where we're starting to see those sticky categories of inflation start to slow down month over month. Uh, we're also seeing more data, particularly in the, ra- in, in the realm of compensation costs. So the Labor Department released today that compensation costs for civilian workers, it climbed 1% in the fourth quarter, which was lower than what economists had expected, which is good because... Jerome Powell has made statements about this. The central bank is really laser focused on wages because wages, higher wages means that costs for services are higher. And what we've really seen to shift on is the U.S. consumer spending less on goods. I mean, we've essentially seen the inflation picture for goods costs peak. That, that, that's behind us. Where the transition is now going is into the cost of services. People want experiences. People are spending costs on services. So now we're talking about the 
the wage gains in that sector, that's where we're seeing it. So the fact that we're seeing that number start to slow down is a good thing. So we just we're just adding we're stacking more and more data on top of each on top of each other month over month, and we're beginning to see a trend where before the kind of the the the, the cliche saying was it's too close to call. Well, we might be getting there. And true, I try not to be naively optimistic, but we're starting to see this these signs of data, this information coming through that could, in fact, lead us to a bit of a soft landing. Now, is this market moving? No. I mean, futures are up. I mean, slightly, maybe a quarter of 1%. We saw a bit of a down day yesterday. But what this does is it makes the Federal Reserve's job a bit easier. Now, of course, they start their two-day meeting today. They will release their interest rate decision tomorrow. And the fact that they're seeing these uh, the the cost the the wages start to slow down a little bit, the fact that or the the likelihood of them raising their interest rates a quarter of one percent, a quarter of a point versus maybe a half a percent, highly likely. And the market will. Uh, I don't think it'll move the market either way. I think if the the, the Federal Reserve raises interest rates higher than expect, expected, I think we'll see a significant knee jerk reaction. But if we they stay in that quarter rate percent range, I think we'll be looking we'll be looking good. Things will stay status quo. And this is certainly more data that would justify them to do that. Well, from your mouth to God's ears, let's hope. Uh, looking like we're going to see, like I said, a small uptick here as we open up. We'll get another update from you uh, here in about an hour and talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 7.33. It's cold outside. 15 degrees in downtown Boise. Good news, you get to uh, stay inside tonight for the Boise State game. Don't have to travel outside, they're not going to be home. So if you want to uh, listen in and hear some great basketball action as Boise State tries to defend their Mountain West championship and move to two years in a row, which would be awesome. Colorado State, they're going to be there tonight to uh, take on Air Force pregame. Bob and Abe gets underway at 6.30, tip-off at 7. That will be happening on 6.70 a.m., your 50,000-watt flagship for Boise State basketball. Uh, Reminder for those of you who are not into basketball or Boise State uh, and want to hear regular programming, this is why a year ago we added an FM to our broadcast network so that we could have continued service and listen to our regular programming. Nate Shellman's show will continue, regular programming, and then uh, followed by Mark Levin. That will be happening on 93.1 FM once again tonight. There you go. Trap game or not? Mm, I hope not. I, I, <laughs> I hope they're taking this game <laughs> in, serious. You know, the last time you said this was a trap game was during the football season, and uh, I called uh, BS on you, and you turned out to be correct. <laughs> Which game was that? It was early in the season. Do you remember? Uh, it was uh, the New uh, New Mexico. It was it was, was it? Texas El Paso. That's it, Texas El Paso. You go, yeah, yeah so this you is watch a trap game. I'm going, no, come on. This is going to be an... We, we beat New Mexico, and yeah. New Mexico beat... And yeah. you were right. So yeah. uh, hopefully uh, the leadership on this team will uh, make sure that uh, they realize this could be a trap game. But tonight. you don't expect... Boise State to lose a game to Texas El Paso ever. No. Ever. No. Air Force is pretty good. Air Force is a lot better than their record is. They're one of the bottom teams in the Mountain West, but they're better than their record indicates. And by the way, the Mountain West is just beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know which is the best team in the Mountain West, but I do know that they're beating the crap out of each other. Well, this this just goes to show you um 
you know, New Mexico had three losses inside the Mountain West. Mm-hmm. Those were the only three losses they had. They were ranked in the top 25, even though they had three losses and were behind um, a couple of other teams because yeah. of what they had done outside the conference. Mm-hmm. And that's why uh, Mountain West is so strong, because they've beaten up outside the conference other teams. But inside the conference, it's a juggernaut to get through this thing. So um, there's there's going to be some, some real drama before the end of the season. Um, and that gets underway tonight. You'll hear it here on uh, 670 KBOI. And then the really big game, of course, coming up on Friday at San Diego State. If they can find some way to pull out a win at San Diego State, that would be really, really big. Yes. Both of those games, by the way, uh, as usual, you'll hear right here on The Voice of the Broncos, News Talk KBOI. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 741, Rick Worthington filling in today for Chris Walton, who is out ill once again today. Hopefully he'll be back tomorrow. I hope that for your sake. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. It's my hope as well. Um, you uh, Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to uh, weigh in on our show. You can also email us, mike at kboi.com. Keep in mind, uh, Chris is out today, so just email uh, me. You can also text us. Same as our main number, or toll-free 1-800-529-5264. Keep those phone numbers in mind. Coming up here uh, sometime within the uh, next 60 minutes or so, we're going to give you a chance to get you a uh, tickets to go to the uh, golf show coming up here. Uh, not this coming weekend, but next weekend. It'll be uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Want your free tickets? Hang on. We'll give you a chance to do that if you're into golf. And once again, that will be coming up sometime within the next 60 to 90 minutes here on News Talk KBOI. John writes in, uh, regarding water bills, they're saying it's supply and demand chain issue, supply issue. Seriously, they always ask for stratosphere rate increase when they really want the lower at, uh, atmosphere. The old saying, ask for the stars. If you get the moon, then you did pretty good. Yeah. I can't necessarily argue with that. Really, well, we right? know that there is a supply issue. Water is in a lot shorter supply than it used to be and there's more people that are trying to tap into that water source and agriculture does but here's the thing i mean there's a lot of people out there that we all need water raising rates does that give you more water and by raising the rates i know no it does not it it means that there's a supply and demand issue it's just like economics that's what it's called supply and demand um, if you are interested, by the way, in taking part in a meeting tonight, they have a uh, public workshop at six o'clock at the PUC's office. They will be answering questions about the proposed rate change. You can also ask questions tonight. That's going to be going on at the PUC's office. That'll be going on at six o'clock, 11331 West Chinden Boulevard. All right, this is just one of uh, the first of many meetings. Residents will also get a chance to submit formal testimony at a hearing that will be held at a later date. But if you're not happy with a possible 24% increase in your water rates, and this is across the board, um, you're going to see water rate increasing in your home. Uh, Corporate water is also going to be increasing, and this is uh, from the company Veolia. used to be Suez. Mm -hmm. So once again, that meeting... Six o'clock tonight. If you want to uh, take part in that, uh, J 
Gentlemen, this is from uh, Ron and Meridian. Ah, new home packing and moving. What an adventure. Oh, please. This is <laughs> Rick is moving this weekend. Says, uh, my Not wife and weekend, finally like today I'm starting. Bought our forever home last February. We hit the sweet spot of low loan, good value of a home we bought and finally high selling price of our old home. We only added 50,000 to the loan amount we had this week. We paid off our mortgage. Oh, congratulations. Look at that. In one year, they paid off their mortgage. Not a kid. First time we have actually owned our home. Good luck, Rick, and enjoy the home. Thank you. That's really nice. Congratulations to you. Now, let me ask you. you this, Mike. Do you think home prices, that we've seen prices of homes here in our area kind of drop down? Not a lot, but a little. Yeah. A little. Yeah, no. It, it, you think it, that's going to bounce back, or you think it's going the other way? Um, I think you're going to see it basically level out, which it had to. Yeah. Um. It, with interest rates going up, people only have so much money to spend. So right. if you're spending more money on an interest rate, um, you're you're going to spend less money on the home. It's only right. natural. It's it's supply and demand. So I think as the weather warms up, prices of homes are going to start going back up. I think you're seeing it a little bit right now, and things from what I have things are already starting to go starting up. to be active. Yeah. yeah, things people are starting to go. All right, I can afford to buy it. Interest rates have gone down so a little bit. My thought was to buy why it's low. I'm going to sell the home that I already own here in the Treasure Valley, and I hope the price of that is going to go up. So I'm going to wait a couple of months before I put mine on the market, and hopefully I'll be able to come out ahead. Well, that's, you know, best laid plans you, of you, mice and men. You friend. can always hope, right? right that's, you can always <laughs> hope. <laughs> good, good luck on it. Thank you. I appreciate that. 7.45, time for a final <laughs> check on what's going on with uh, sports. Once again this morning, brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna, the place to go. Check out their menu. Very unique menu. A lot of stuff you're not going to find any place else at any one of the restaurants you're going to eat in the Treasure Valley. Find out about their menu. Go to porkbellyidaho.com. The Boise State women's basketball team had perhaps its best win of the season last night. They beat San Diego State 62-57, and Bob Beeler tells us all about it. Bronco women trailed 17-9 after one quarter and then got hot, outscoring San Diego State 18-4 in the second quarter. Natalie Pasco led three players in double figures with 14. Coach Presnell was very pleased with the effort. Oh, just so proud of them. They, they delivered, man. And, you know, we'd, we'd made this thing that we were going to be unrelenting in our, in our enthusiasm and uh, un, un, unrelenting in our encouragement and just really, really proud of them. Broncos are now even at 5-5 in Mountain West play and will travel to Nevada on Thursday. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Boys, uh, the boys, the men's basketball team, sorry, (laughs) they played tonight at Air Force. We'll have it for you right here on News Talk KBOI. 6.30 is when pregame uh, will get going for you and then uh, tip shortly thereafter. KBOI News Time is 7.47. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The five former officers are charged with second-degree murder, aggravated kidnapping, and assault, among other crimes. Police say Nichols was pulled over for alleged reckless driving on the night of January 7th, according to the district attorney. After an initial altercation with police, pepper spray was deployed. Nichols then fleeing. He was confronted again, resulting in serious injuries. Memphis police saying Nichols complained of having a shortness of breath, at which time an ambulance was called to the scene. 
The 29-year-old critically injured dying three days later. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, latest information has two more police officers have been relieved of their duty and three Memphis Fire Department personnel fired for not providing aid soon enough to Tyree Nichols as more information continues to come out. Uh, we'll talk more about this uh, throughout this morning. Uh, email in says, Rick. What? Qu- quoting here. What? Your quote, it's hard for me to call it racism. What? What is wrong with you guys? What is so difficult about the definition of racism that escapes you? What is wrong with this world today that makes everyone look for a reason to divide us when there isn't one? The police in this situation acted like animals, period. We can all agree. Quit looking for something that is not there. Once more, stop dividing America. It's part of the plan, and you are cooperating. Okay, first of all, let me back up Rick here. Um, He did not say that. He responded to authorities saying that even though these were black police officers who are charged with murder, killing a black man, they're still calling this racism because they're saying that there's systemic racism within the police department. Rick didn't call it racism. We're not dividing. This is something that came out from authorities that are saying that there's a problem within the Memphis Police Department. Thank you. I don't know if it there is or not. That's what he's saying. It's like, it's hard it's hard to say, okay, this is racism when you have five black police officers who kill a black man. When you have racism, usually there are signs of racism, as in there is some background that shows that this person has some type of racism or some type of bigotry. That isn't clear here. There also isn't anything outwardly that shows. We're not talking about these were skinheads that were killing a black man. These were not members of the KKK that beat and killed a black man. There's no evidence here of these particular police officers being racist. And so I look at this and I don't see racism immediately. That doesn't mean there isn't racism somewhere underneath. I just don't see it. Right. I see brutality. Absolutely. I see bad police. Absolutely. When, but and, and you're right. There, I, mean, I don't see racism there. That that. But I don't know enough, and that's what I'm trying to convey to you. I don't know enough to say that there isn't some type of racism involved, but I don't see it. Not it's not clear to me that that's what's going on. You know, and it's, is that fair, Nathaniel? It's it's am interesting. I, am, I, am I there somewhere? I'm, I'm doing okay. This right. is this is an interesting take. I mean, you can't compare this to what's going on in Boise or Caldwell right now, but it is something that locally, you know, it's kind of a concern for us also here because of the amount of problems that have gone on within the Caldwell Police Department over the last couple of years Mm -hmm. and with what's going on right now in the Boise Police Department with people that have been asked to resign and investigations and suits being filed for millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. I mean, we, we've got problems right here at home with it looks like our police department and how they are policing as of right now. Your thoughts? We'll talk more about this uh, coming up after 9 o'clock this morning. Got a lot of things going on here over the next hour. It is Bronco Tuesday. We'll be talking with Bob Beeler. We're talking tennis today, men's and women's tennis. If you want to email us uh, your thoughts, you can email us right now, mike at kboi.com. Keep in mind, Chris is out today, so if you're going to email us, just email mike at kboi.com. You can also uh, text us, same as our main number, 208-336-3700.
It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. 1-800-529-5264. If you want to get through this morning, it is 15 cold degrees outside. It's now warm. No, it's not. Uh, Dow, by the way, um, pretty much flat. It's down 1.9% as of right now. So basically, we'll, we'll, we'll call that flat. Um, if you want to email us, Mike at KBY.com. Chris is out today. Rick Worthington filling in. Um, person, No name on this email, by the way. Um, as I said, keep digging. You'll eventually find racism you're looking for, whether it's there or not. And if in doubt to whether you are virtue signaling enough or not, Turn and ask your nearest black to you. Um, by the way, we have. He is sitting right here across from us. We've had this discussion with Nathaniel, who, by the way, has been black his whole life. <laughs> Our world just might be lost with no one on the planet realizing it. Lord, help us. What's wrong with just saying the men were evil, punish them and move on, stop looking for anything else that will cause conflict, unless, of course, that's what you are looking for. All right, I don't know if you're just dumb or if you have trouble hearing. First of all, both Rick and I have both said that this is, we think, just evil people doing wrong. Just bad police officers. We're Guys not, that weren't, we're not weren't saying good, they're racist. Good cops. I, we, don't, yeah. we don't think they are. But if you think that we're not going to report and gloss over other people claiming that this is systemic racism within the police department, you're wrong. We're, you don't, if you, I don't know why you want us to hide that. We're saying it because... That's what's being reported. Now, we both said we don't think that that's necessarily true. And and I'll even go further on. I mean, if you want to claim that this is systemic racism within the uh, police department in Memphis, you have to claim that this is what all police officers, no matter what color they are, are taught. And the fact that if if that is the case, you don't have any black police officers, you don't have any police, Asian police officers, white police officers, Hispanic police officers, Native American, whatever, who might be working there, stand up and say, wait a minute, this is wrong, and we need to report this if this is not reported, that's bad too. And I just don't believe that happened. Well, there there's so many degrees of bad that we see in something like this. So let let me clarify my position once again. I think I, I think he's at, just completely missing our position here. I look at the officers who are involved, and they are all black. Am I right? All of them. Uh, with, all of the officers, with the exception of one of the two that have been dismissed from the police force. Um, the latest one is white. I see. He has not been charged with murder. The five people that have been charged with murder are all black. Okay. I look at the officers that are, for the most part, involved in this. I see men of color. And I see someone who has been beaten, who is also a man of color. And I don't automatically look at this and say, well, there has to be racism involved here. They're all black. I don't know how to look at that and, and say, oh, that, that's there. Well, there you go. There's racism involved. I, I can't do that here. Now, I, I think we can all agree, though, had these been white Officers, we might be saying something completely different, especially in the South, in Memphis. 
I agree. I I don't see the racism here. And so from my news seat, I look at this and I say, well, I can't report racism. I can't report that this is racism involved. And I don't see anything within these officers' backgrounds because we know who the officers are now. I can't look at that and say, oh, well, there's clearly racism there. I don't see it anywhere. I can't see the racism. But because we're trying to do things on the up and up, we don't want to completely dismiss it either based on the department in which they're working. And because, again, they are in the South, could there be some type of racism involved? We haven't ruled it out, so I won't either. Well, they haven't I mean, there hasn't, out. Yeah, there hasn't been an investigation. There, hasn't been, there hasn't been anything that says it couldn't have been racism. So I'll just, I'll leave that alone. And if something comes out of their background or out of this particular case, then I will report that, but not until then. Here's another take um, from an email. No name on this one says, systemic racism, had the victim been white, would the officers, black, white, or brown, been as brutal? Had the backup officers, would they have held off? Would the fire department hesitate? Probably not. That is systemic racism. It's the automatic assumption that the black perp is guilty and that the cop was justified before even knowing the details. The problem is here is you're making an assumption. You're, you're, you're assuming that if this person, the perp, was white, that everything would have happened the same exact way or wouldn't have happened the same exact way. That may be true, it may be not. It's hard, though, to base racism on just assuming something. Because you know the saying, of when you assume, makes an ass out of you and Sure. I think you and I, and lots of people in the news business, treading on very delicate ground here when we look at a case like this, because we don't want to fan the flames. We don't want to enrage people. It's not our goal. I look at a video like this and I say, man, I want people to see what happened at the same people (laughs) that get angry and protest at things like these and throw rocks and bricks and vandalize and and get all kinds of cranky. I, I don't want to enrage them at the same time. It's our job to tell you about things like this that happen and, that well, can, and, that can be a hard thing sometimes when you know that it could enrage uh, a lot of people. The other but thing you we do don't, your job regardless because that's what we do. The other thing we don't want to miss here is racism or not. This is horrible, heinous, absolutely bad look and it, well, bad it, thing it, that happened. It borders on on. I mean, we we know it's brutality. At what point do we look at that and say, that's just murder? Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, he died because of what they did. That's that's murder. And when you look at the video, there's no way you can see the video, watch the video, and then hear the reports You know, with, with what the EMTs did, waiting 28 minutes before they got him on a stretcher, knowing that he was seriously hurt. It's just ugly. There's, yeah, there's no way you can look at that video and go, well, maybe it's not murder. You just... There's no way you can look at that video and say they're not culpable for this person losing a life. There's so much ugly there. It's just hard to even tell somebody that hasn't seen the video how ugly it is. But racism, I I just don't see it. I I want to give the 
impression that uh, I see racism there. I don't. I don't. I don't see it. We'll uh, talk if a little bit. Somebody can tell me why I'm wrong about that. I'd I'd love to hear it. Oh, trust me. If they think you're wrong, you're you're going to get. Well, told I get lots of love letters, <laughs> and I, I appreciate them. Every one of them. Um, we'll talk more about this after nine o'clock. Um, we've got our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question coming up. We've got Bronco Tuesday on the way. Bob Beeler. We're talking uh, tennis, men's and women's tennis today. That's all on the way within the next uh, forty-five minutes or so. If you want to email us uh, with your thoughts, please feel free. Mike at kby.com. You can also text us between. Now and nine o'clock. If you can't wait till nine o'clock to uh, call us, you can text the same as our money number 208 336 3700. Stick around. We've got a $50 gift certificate, Costa Vita, coming up here next with our Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible Question right after Bronco Sports Today. Shapiro this afternoon at one. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 822, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network. I don't know what it is. People are texting in their answers, which you can't win anyway. Not that they would, because so far all the text answers coming in are incorrect. We're going to see if Stan can get it correct. Stan, we've got a $50 gift certificate to Coast Vita. If you can answer our question today, in this state, a marriage can be officially annulled if one or both people did it as part of a game of truth or dare. What state? Uh, well, I was going to say Nevada, but I'm thinking Texas. Texas is incorrect. Keep, wow. try- keep trying, Stan. Uh, David, in this state, a marriage can be annulled if one or both people did it as part of a game of truth or dare. Which state? Well, I'm glad I stayed on hold. Uh, Delaware. Delaware is it? Yes, Delaware. What? Delaware. Um, it's a brutal games of truth or dare, Delaware. <laughs> In their legal code, though, it's referred to as jest or dare, but it's the same game like we all played in high school on the bus to basketball games <laughs> truth dare or repeat uh congratulations yes in their legal code you can have your marriage officially annulled if you are dumb enough to get married as a part of the game truth or dare hang on the line david we've got a 50 dollars gift certificate to costa vida for you um if you didn't get through this morning don't worry we got plenty of chances throughout the rest of the week still on the way for you we have another chance for you to pick up your tickets to the golf show not this weekend it's coming up next weekend the boise golf show going on at expo idaho your I chance need to a win driver this year mike there's go a great... ahead and go to the golf show <laughs> go ahead mike you're gonna find something you love and I'm, i'll be right here to take your old stuff that's the problem is i kind of need a new driver too why do you uh, need a new driver your old one is pretty nice I, yeah, my old one is but it's five six years old new technology man. five six years old i'll it's, take it it's new technology i got 20 bucks mike well that and a check might be able to get that <laughs> Okay, man. <laughs> that and a check for another hundred and ninety dollars might be your able to get that. that I got from you last year for a bargain. Uh, hey, they need guess, a brother back. So guess guess what my driver is? What is it? It's a ping too. Is it? You got a ping driver a ping for me? Yeah. See. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll up it to forty bucks. <laughs> hey, what do you say? Maybe what I can. Say? Maybe I can offset some of the ridiculous money I spent at this golf show. Golf show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, already making plans with my son to go. So I'm yeah, sure. you, you may be able to upgrade here, Rick. Uh, that's all I'm asking. I'll, I'll keep you in the loop. <laughs> uh, stick around. Uh, we'll take a break. Coming up here next at the bottom of the hour, it's Bronco Tuesday. Bob Beeler will be with us. Uh, he's in uh, Colorado Springs already getting ready for tonight's game, but he will be with us today. We're talking tennis, men's and women's tennis on the way next here on News Talk KBY. This is Bronco Tuesday. 
where we discuss the Olympic sports at Boise State. Now, here's Mike Casper, Chris Walton, and the voice of the Broncos, Bob Beeler. On your flagship for the Broncos, News Talk KBOI. Well, two-thirds of that is uh, correct this morning. Bob Beeler is with us. I'm here, uh, and Chris Walton is uh, out sick this morning. So it is Bob and I, Bronco Tuesday, and today we are talking tennis. We certainly are. Maybe that's going to let us think of warmer times coming later in the spring when we're outside playing tennis. Right now they're playing inside, which is a good thing. We'll visit with uh, women's coach Beck Rogar first, followed by men's coach Luke Shields. And Beck, you guys are off to a good start. Thanks for joining us. First time 3-0 and since 2014, so you got a good team this year? Absolutely, yeah. We're really excited about the team. We're super deep and very experienced now, which, uh, you know, we're not young anymore. So, yeah, when we're playing over here and it's always sunny and 70 in the Boas Tennis Center, <laughs> we are enjoying ourselves. And this week, people have a chance if they want to see some really good tennis. You've got two power fives coming in, Washington Friday night at 5, Wisconsin Sunday morning at 10.30, uh, free event. So tell us what we can expect from those teams. It's kind of rare you get somebody, especially from the Big Ten, to come in. Yeah, no, we're we're really excited to have those teams coming in and obviously great opportunities for us and, um, you know, a great test. So we, we are expecting a, a good challenge and we're, we're hoping for a great crowd to come out and, you know, make it a really difficult place for those guys to come in and play and create that atmosphere in, in, in the bubbles here, a.k.a. the juice box. We're, uh, we're wanting them, everybody, to bring the noise. But free admission, free parking, we got lots of giveaways and a lot of really fun things going on we're really pushing that event feel for our programs this year so we're excited and hope people will you know come back and check us out if they haven't for a while or uh come check us out for the first time if, if they haven't ever seen a college tennis match it's really an exciting atmosphere how often do you guys uh get to play power five teams especially getting to play them here at, in boise yeah, no, that's a great question. You know, we have about 10 matches a year outside of our conference uh, that we can schedule. So, um, you know, we every year we, we want to challenge ourselves and push ourselves and, and take on the, you know, the best. And you got to beat the best to be the best. So we're, you know, we're excited about bringing in a couple of Power 5 teams. And, you know, a lot of that is, is you know, relationships with coaches. And, and you're right, it's not, not uh, every year that we'll get a Big Ten team to come in here. But at the same time, moving Moving forward, I know where our program is right now. We're, we're having the ability to schedule better and better, which is really exciting for our student-athletes, really exciting for our program, and, um, you know, just grateful that we have that opportunity. Looking at your uh, team this year, can you kind of give us an overview for people who haven't had a chance uh, to follow or get involved this year so far since we're in the beginning, you know, of uh, January? What are your strengths and also your perceived weaknesses for this team? Got it. And that's a great question. We've got, um, you know, a really experienced team now. We have six players that are basically in the same graduating class now. Three, um, you know, that are that are going to take a COVID year, and then the other three that are that are essentially juniors. So we have, you know, players that have been around here for a while, and I think our depth uh, this year is a, a big strength. You know, we don't have anybody that hasn't really been around the block. Um, so that's that's you know that's really vital. And these guys have thrown themselves all into just you know being team above themselves, which in our sport is is not always an easy thing coming from an individual sport growing up and you know they've done a really good job just coming together as a team and and recognizing how they can make each other better every day and so throughout the fall and how they've built and developed we've just been super excited to see where they've pushed themselves to now i think you know our energy is incredible 
you know, we walk around with a lot of belief. We walk around with a lot of experience and, and uh, know that we can fight our way through any challenges that come through. So I really love that about this team and they're tight. They're really close and they want to do it for each other and they want to do it for the right reasons. So, you know, a lot of strengths, you know, that's outside of just how they're hitting the tennis ball, um, which is really well right now. And in terms of weaknesses, you know, I, I just think that, that we need to continue to go through a lot of these challenges of, of you know, playing teams that I believe we're very capable of beating. Um, you know, on paper, those other teams have done some great things, but we're excited to, uh, you know, to get out there and, and compete with those teams on a more consistent basis because I know that our, our players are going to perform really well and, and uh, can get through those matches. So we're excited. We're talking tennis on Bronco Tuesday. Beck Rogar, women's coach, joining us right now. Beck, tell us a little bit about some of your top players. Uh, we haven't talked about any of the names, any of their backgrounds. I'm looking at your roster. You've got uh, people from Portugal, France, India, Germany, Ireland, the United States, New Zealand. Your roster, you've, you've gone far and wide to pick up the 2023 Broncos. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, tennis is such a global sport and, and so much talent all over and and, uh, you know, obviously to, to compete and, and be at the level we want to be at, we, we want the best players uh, from, from everywhere, you know, and so um, America included. So, you know, I, I think we've got, you know, some players like Pauline Ernstberger, who, for example, <clears throat> is she's from Germany. She played one for us so far this season. Um, you know, she went to the All-American Championships this fall. She's just a powerhouse of a player. Plays a really physical, strong game, a big serve. Um, a lot of fun to watch, you know, a really exciting game style. And I can say that for, for quite a few of the players on the team. But we have a, a new player in the lineup named Lorelis Marufo, who is uh, originally from Venezuela by way of Mexico coming here. And um, she just played her first college tennis action this, this past uh, weekend and did a phenomenal job stepping in at the number two single spot, number one double spot. And uh, she's going to be really fun to watch. In the junior, she won a tournament called Eddie Her, which is one of the biggest junior events in the world um it's like how called the fifth grand slam essentially so you know she's she's got a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of great things going on in her game that we're excited to just continue to to see what she can do up there near the top of the lineup for us too Beck, when, he, when you have play go ahead go ahead mike i was just going to ask uh, one interesting note um despite having six of nine student athletes coming from countries where english is not the first language your team is tied with gymnastics for the highest uh, gpa in the department at 3.78 during the uh, fall does, does you as coach or the program do you take a concerted effort in uh, studies and making sure that they can uh, maintain the high gpa well for sure we always try to right and i, I think that starts in recruiting and you know we want players here that that are really coming here to see this thing as an opportunity that we believe it is, um, you know, for their, for their lives and for their future. And so it's absolutely a, a big part of the program that we want everybody to win in all the areas. And so, you know, when you've got your, your room clean, so to speak, in, in uh, <laughs> academics, you can definitely, you know, focus on, on your tennis. And we get players here that really want to develop and, and, and see that, you know, that growth as a big opportunity. So, you know, I'm, I'm extremely proud of their efforts there and, and, um, you know, they, they do put a lot into it, and, and they're here to, for the right reasons. You know, they want to play great tennis. They want to study and get a great degree. They want to be great teammates and part of something bigger than themselves here at Boise State. And, and a shout-out to our men's program as well. They had the highest GPA of any men's program in the department this past semester. And so, you know, it's definitely a part of what we're trying to do here and what we, what we push. But to be, to be really honest with you, when you recruit the kids that we have here, um, you, don't really have to, you don't really have to sell them on it too much. They just see it as an opportunity and go. 
Beck Rogar, thanks for taking a few minutes uh, with us this morning. Continuing success on the season, starting out 3-0. and Good luck this weekend. And uh, once again, two home matches, Power 5 schools, and uh, entrance is free, right? So uh, definitely Absolutely. people can come out and watch some great tennis action this weekend. For sure. Come on out, and we appreciate you guys always. Thank you so much. KBOI News Time is 845. We'll take a quick break. Bob Beeler with us once again this morning for Bronco Tuesday. When we come back, Luke Shields, heads, head coach of the men's tennis team, and we'll talk about their season so far on the way next. Bronco Tuesday. Now, back to Bronco Tuesday on your flagship for the Broncos. News Talk KBOI. 848, it is Bronco Tuesday, and once again, Bob Beeler with us, and we're talking tennis today. Just visited with Beck Rogar, the women's coach. Luke Shields is the new men's coach. His name should not be new to Boise State fans. He's a Bronco Hall of Famer. He is the winningest tennis player, was an All-American here at Boise State. Luke, welcome back to your first season. Yeah, thanks Thanks so much for having me. Great, great to be on the show. So what's it like coming back to be the head coach at a place you start at, yeah, it's it's special, special. <laughs> um, coming coming back here it means the world to me, and uh, this this place, you know, I lived lived here for eight eight to nine years, and this place uh, means everything to me. Just just so many amazing memories and great people that have influenced me and uh, over the years, and and so yeah, it's 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 been really special coming back and getting reunited with some. Some old friends and family, and yeah, yeah it's, it's been really special to, for me. So, how do you think coming back to to lead a program that you were a student athlete in gives you an edge over other coaches? Well, I think the passion level is higher than than anyone would experience if they're if they're not an alum. And you know, I I, I gave my heart to this 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 program as a student athlete, and and that's exactly what I'm going to do as as a coach and. You know, it's, yeah, this this place is really special for me. A lot of a lot of great teams and have, have come come through Boise State, and I've I've been fortunate to be a part of. And and uh, you know, I was, I was fortunate to to learn from Greg Patton, who's a legendary coach. And um, so so I you know I you know I know the region really well. I'm um, really uh, com- competitive in the region, and and so that yeah, all those all those all those things really help and. Um, but I think more than anything, just uh, when you're when you're so passionate about a program, you come back and you you, you give you give more to it, and and so that's what I'm I'm doing right now. So we're we're building it up. As a first-year coach, and you mentioned, you know, Greg Patton. I mean, Boise State tennis has had a very long run as being a well-respected tennis program. But as a first-year coach coming in, uh, what are some of the challenges you face this year? Um, you, culture is number one, and so just just really getting the culture healthy and, and right, and uh, that that's taken some time, and we're still in the process of doing that. And um, uh, but, but yeah, there's there's a uh, you know I think I think there's there's habits that that we have, is, um, and and so cracking some old bad habits and creating some some new ones and uh, new good habits and. So, so mainly getting the culture right. Um, that's it. It took a while, you know, with this with this group of guys to to really get through to them and to to get connected with them. It took about a month, um, but we've we've really, you know, through through trial and error and through some some challenging times, I'd say, or, or 
I shouldn't even say challenging times, but just more like friction. Right. Um, we've we've really like grown together and uh, gained some respect for each for each other. And you know this this returning class that they, they've uh, they've gotten a lot tougher. More they're more resilient, and I've been really impressed with with this group. Of you know learned to gain some respect for for um, these returners. So. Could- can you, you know, expand we, a little really bit on that? Them. The culture, talking about getting the culture right. What do you What do you mean specifically by that? Well, just doing all the right things, uh, doing the little things right, and um, you know, you know, not letting complacency creep in, and um, just 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 do the right things. Win in every area. Uh, win win you know win on the court. Uh, win in the classroom. Win in the community. Um, just just doing little things right, and I'd say. Too, just tap, you know, right. um, humbling ourselves at the right time. Um, you know, we, we have a confident group of guys, but we have to check our ego sometimes and, and humble ourselves. And, and I think we've been able to do that. Why don't you talk about a couple guys you have at the top of your lineup, and that is Simone Arca Costas and Michael Bott. They are playing at the top of the singles ladder and teaming in doubles. It sounds like you've got a pretty good one-two punch on this team. Yeah, it's, it's actually uh, Sam Sipple and um, and uh, Arca Costas. Um, yeah, both these guys had a really good training block in the fall. Um, we, we had a three four week training block, and they really bought in. They, they they worked hard. They they got their legs right. We we did some hard difficult runs, and and uh, they 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 both had really really good falls and where they gained some confidence and, and uh, yeah, I think, I think we do have a, a really good one too. And I'd even include our number three player in James Van Herzl. Um, but, uh, but yeah, our, you know, Arca Costas is, is at 80 wins now and in, in his career, he's had a great com- career. He's, he's a fantastic competitor and in practice, he, he does a really good job raising the level um, of all of our guys and, um, you know, he, 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 t- he takes it to our guys every day in practice, and is a, it, it, that that competitive spirit that he has trickles over to to match day. Um, and then uh, Sam Sipple, he's 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 a transfer from Azusa Pacific, has a has a pretty amazing story actually, just uh, of, of resiliency. Right. He's probably had every every injury out there, and and he's he's overcome so much to to be where he's at now. And um, he's yeah, he's 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 a uh, made a strong commitment to his, his tennis and he's, he's, he's playing number one on, on our team. And, you know, he's won his last uh, four matches against quality opponents, uh, beat a ranked player. Uh, when we went over to university of North Carolina, um, went undefeated in that tournament. And so, yeah, he's, okay. he's, uh, he's, he's really confident right now. Luke Shields. Uh, thanks for being with us this morning. Um, good success coming up this weekend in the rest of the season. Once again, uh, the uh, tennis center free admission. If you want to go watch uh, matches this weekend, uh, hopefully we'll talk to you before the end of the season again, but continue success this year. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Now back to Bronco Tuesday on your flagship for the Broncos news talk. KBOI. Got just about a minute here. Uh, give us a look at what's going on tonight. Is this a trap game? I think they'll be ready for them. Uh, Boise State at Air Force 630. Boise State obviously contending. Air Force towards the bottom of the standings. I think it's about offense. Everybody says it's about defense. But if you score your 75 to 80, you're going to make it awful tough for Air Force. So let's shoot the ball well against them tonight. Well, hopefully they'll uh, be covering that uh, backdoor cut. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, you got to be ready for that. Yeah. You got to be ready for that. All right, we'll be listening. Air Force always does something tricky, no matter what the sport. Yeah, uh, we'll be listening for you uh, the call tonight. Once again, Bob, thanks for being with us uh, here this morning, and we look forward to the call tonight. Hopefully, we'll be talking about a win coming up tomorrow morning. Thanks, guys. Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, we'll talk about the Memphis uh, police beating. Uh, we'll talk more about that, get to some of your emails coming up after news at the top of the hour. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Those who've already seen the video of Tyree Nichols' arrest and beating have described it as horrifying. Nichols' stepfather, Rodney Wells, has heard the descriptions but has issued a public appeal. We do not want any type of uproar. We do not want any type of disturbance. We want peaceful protests. The city of Memphis plans to release the body camera and surveillance video publicly this evening. The director of the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation... I'm sickened by what I saw. I've seen the video. You will too. In a word, it's absolutely appalling. Nichols' mother unable to watch the full video. They murdered him. Yes, I said murdered. The attorneys for the family stating that these five officers being held criminally accountable for their deadly and brutal actions gives us hope as we continue to push for justice for Tyree. Attorneys for two of the former officers, Desmond Mills Jr. and Emmett Martin, saying their clients intend to plead not guilty. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Couple new updates since this story came out yesterday. Two more police officers have been relieved of their duty in the Memphis Police Department. Three Memphis Fire Department personnel have also been fired for not providing aid quick enough to Tyree Nichols. Based on video evidence... Apparently, 28 minutes went by before the EMTs loaded Nichols onto a stretcher to get him to the hospital. Full well knowing that he was in dire need of assistance. There are claims from outside the uh, police department that even though these are five black officers, that this is still racially motivated because of systemic racism within the Memphis Police Department. Hmm. Now, we have JF, who just wrote in, email this morning, does the Memphis vicious, grotesque, black-on-black murder prove that racism is dead in America? Mm, I don't think you could get there from there, no matter... You look at it. Um, I guess you could, you can question, and this is, we've had questions this morning, a lot of people saying, how can you call this racism when it's five black officers who are um, alleged to have commit murdered this guy by beating him to death? I think that's a fair question, to be honest. Um, I don't see the racism, but again, it doesn't mean that there isn't. You and I are, you and I are white. We have somebody who works right across from us. Nathaniel is our producer. Nathaniel, once again, how many years have you been black? My whole life. That's 26 years so far. So we can ask you, 
Um, your thoughts, it, it, five black police officers killing a black suspect by beating him to death. Racism? Just your opinion. I mean, you're, you're, you're like us. You're not within the police department, so you don't have any knowledge, inside knowledge or anything other than that. From outside looking in, as a black person, is it, do you consider this racist? No, I don't. I think this is just the brutality of some people that, for whatever reason, decided it would be a good idea to just beat somebody to death, just brutally. I, but I don't see a racial element here. I get, I, I see why some people might want to say that because they want to critique like the police system at large. But this particular incident is not necessarily a, a shining example of their critique because there really isn't a, a racial element to this. This is just some bad cops that beat somebody to death. It's, at least as far as I can see. I, d- I don't see why people are making a, a racial argument for this particular incident. Another email in um, says, so when Mike speculates that if the officers had been white, city of Memphis might be burning now. I said might be burning. I said wouldn't be. I didn't say they would be burning. Uh, I take that to mean black people being black start rioting. But a listener speculates that if the perpetrator had been white, he would have not got beaten so badly. The listener is uh, assuming, or oh, I see, is an ask for assuming, meaning you think the officers would have treated a white or black perk the same. I think both comments are educated observations on both that could be right. You're right. I mean, they both could be right because we don't know for a fact one way or the other unless, you know, there is a situation where you could test out these five black officers trying to arrest a white suspect instead of a black suspect, or if you had black five black or five white officers trying to um, arrest the, the black suspect. I mean, it, that's all it is, is, is you're trying to give an observation on what could have happened. You don't know for a fact one way or the other. This whole thing makes me uncomfortable, just to be very honest. It should. I mean, it, this this should make us looking uncomfortable. Looking at the video, right? looking at the video is appalling. It's horrendous. It's it's awful to watch. If you haven't watched it, I don't really encourage it. Just to be honest, I don't know that you need to watch it. The racism part of it makes me way more uncomfortable. And uh, a, a good friend of mine. Uh, I was asking if, if if she saw any racism here, and I thought her answer was was really intelligent in saying, "I've never experienced racism, so I'm kind of uncomfortable talking about it." I think there's there's a point to be made there. I have never experienced racism uh, against me. I've seen racism, but I've never experienced it. So, yeah. Nathaniel wants to say something. Yes, sir. Okay, so as a black guy in Idaho, yeah, all of the ra- all of the super blatant racism that I've ever experienced in my life has all been in Idaho. I've had people call me the N word in my own house, in public bathrooms, in uh, theme parks. I've been followed around by police. I've been videotaped. I've had the cops called on me while in uniform, sitting at a booth at a county fair, doing my job. I believe it. Um. All of it has been in Idaho. 
So as a person who has experienced racism, I just think that sometimes this particular argument gets tossed around in ways that it shouldn't necessarily. Like this particular, I, I can't say it for every single like instance of police beating up on people, but I can say with, for this one, this doesn't feel like racism. That just feels like some monsters, mm -hmm. you know? I'd, I'll, I'd buy that. The racism. And, and, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. I mean, that, that can flat out be the truth, that there was no racism at the core of this. These are just bad police officers. And uh, you, you sit there and you get a, a group of five police officers and you ask your, yourself the question, and not being a member of that police force or being in Memphis in any way, shape, or form, you know, and, and we saw the same thing, you know, when this happened, um, with uh, the oh the choking death, what was the the uh, I forgot the name of the uh, guy in the Minneapolis not, not. who oh, okay. uh, was uh, basically killed, yeah. choked to death. You know where where is somebody standing up and saying, "Hey, this is this is wrong. We got to stop this." You guys, you know, at some point we've seen this happen before. What are we doing here? We're gonna. We can be charged you know with that, with killing this person. This is all on video. What are we doing? Why are we be, Why are we doing this? There's another aspect here that we haven't touched on, and I'll be the first to admit I really like standing up for the guys that are trying to protect people. And in something like this, where you see that these policemen were not protecting, they were just beating the crap out of somebody, beating someone to death. As much as I want to back the blue. I have a hard time defending him in this case, and that, that makes me uncomfortable as well. Sean in Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hi, it's John. Hi, Sean. Hey, uh, thanks for having me on uh, or taking my call. So my issue with the racism charge is that, right, you know, there's been a very clear precedent. You know, if you're talking about precedents, precedents are clear, and they're usually simple to understand, and a and the precedent of, a, of white police officers, you know, being a black to explain. The reason why I think this makes everybody uncomfortable is because they're trying to they're trying to assign some people are trying to assign racism as systemic racism. And, and the problem is, is that once you do that, you ruin your precedent. So, so I think that's why everybody's really feeling uncomfortable because the next time a white cop or or something, you know. Uh, does something horrible like this against a black person, and they try to claim we're now because they're going to say, "Wait a second, like why? How is this racism when Memphis was also racism? What what is now racism?" And I think that there's a real danger, uh, you know, to the people who want to classify this as racism that they're going to ruin their president, president, and, you know, because once everything is racism, then nothing is racism. Does that make sense? Yeah, interesting take on that. Thank you for the call, I, Sean. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Did you have something else you wanted to say? No, no. I just think that that's that's an important thing to understand. You can't you can't just blanket everything as racism. Otherwise, you you know you won't be able to uh, you won't be able to quantify racism in the future. And I think that's the message that needs to go back: is let's keep the racism out of this one. Uh, let's let's call it for what it is. These cops did a horrible thing, 
uh, and they should be held accountable, which, which uh, you know, it sounds like that they are. But uh, you can't make the racism argument in this. That, that's what's making everybody uncomfortable. They don't know how to deal with it, and I think this is why. Uh, good take on that. Thanks for the take, Sean. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. Okay. Bye. Uh, Ray in Hawaii, is that right? Yeah, that's right. I you're, used to live there. Uh, okay, you're from Hawaii, but you live here in the Treasure Valley now? No, just the reversed. I got the hell out of there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you live in Hawaii. Right. Oh, well, we appreciate you uh, taking which, us along with you. Which I island w- are you on, man? I <laughs> wish we were enjoying the weather. Oh. I'm in Kahana, Maui. boy. Good for you. Yep. All right, man. So let's address the elephant in the room. What's the elephant in the room, guys? What's what's the common denominator for everybody getting the beat out of them? They run. Quit running from the cops. I get that point, but do you? The, the adrenaline do you, gets going. I understand. You're, you're, I understand. But Ray, come on. If you, even if you run, running. even if you run from the cops, you. You don't deserve to get killed. Oh, of course not. But your chances of it happening are going to go way up. Quit running from the cops. Take your take your case to the courts. God, I must have told my own children that a hundred times. No, Put and I I, I agree with that. I I agree with that. I th- I also God think that your your crazy. perspective your perspective is, is valid. Uh, of course well, I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get at something. Just give me a chance. I think your perspective may also change anytime you're dealing with police. If you were black, I don't know. I get pissed off too. I mean, I don't like getting pulled over. I deserve it every time, <laughs> and you know, I, I, I get mouthy, but I don't run. Like, come on. I, I mean, I'm just as aggressive as the next guy, and I, I certainly know I'm too smart to fight him. You, you know. Yeah, you're 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 almost never going to win a fight with a cop. You're never going to win a fight with five cops. Not on the streets. You'll you win know? them in court probably ninety five percent of the time, but not in the streets. Yeah, I, and I get your point. And I just uh, thank you for the call, Ray. Appreciate you taking us to Hawaii. Yeah, thank you uh, with you. Um, and, and I and I get Ray's point there. Um, but once Not again, sure. even if you even if you do run, you make a mistake and and you run away from the cops because you you fear, um, you know, you think maybe, hey, I'm fast enough, I can get away from the cops, so I don't, you know, end fear up is in pretty court. powerful sometimes, but uh, it's also, you know. Not the right thing to do. I I do just want to reiterate that just because you run, in this instance, when you see that video, it's horrific, and there is no reason. Even even the fact that he ran away, and didn't stop when they told him, is no reason to get beat the way he did. Nope, uh, absolutely no reason. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. I need to take a quick break. Uh, more there is a phone line open if you want to get through right now. Uh, you can do it. You can also email us if the lines uh, are busy. Mike at kby.com. Chris is out today. You can also text us two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at three. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. Nine twenty-two. Rick is filling in for Chris Walton, who is uh, out sick yet again today. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back tomorrow. Keep our fingers crossed, because nobody wants to put up with Rick two day- three days in a row. Three days in a <laughs> row. My gosh! You're I right. know. Oh my gosh! The horror. 
Um, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email us. Uh, we have one line open if you want to get through. Uh, email to get before we get to the calls. Uh, Kent writes in, the unfortunate death of Tyree Nichols was a direct result of lowering hiring standards and having inexperienced and poorly trained people in policemen's uniforms. These were police in uniform only. It is possible these thugs were chosen knowing they would horribly screw up their roles and further give police in general a bad name. I would like to know their employment history of these five murderers. Any bets they didn't have any formal law enforcement training? I I don't know. But I'm pretty sure based on how much is going to be done as far as investigating, we're going to get these policemen's life, former policemen's lives, gone over with a fine-tooth comb. We're going to know anything and everything about their past here within the next coming days, weeks, and months. That would be my guess. Bill in Homedale, good morning. Thanks for being patient. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Yeah, good morning. I just wanted to say that it's a sad thing when a human life is taken and racism is even questioned. It shouldn't even be a question. Five humans killed another human. And where is our social training versus our macho military training for our police force? I think it's became more of a attitude, tough guy deal than it needs to be. That's a very good question. Is this is this bad police training or is it bad people? Or maybe heck, maybe it's even a combination of both. That's that's a good question. Well it's probably not so much bad people because these guys are all pretty young and you know if they're taken in and trained properly with the social skills maybe a little less military skills i don't know i watched the chief of police 20 some years ago in the little town of homedale take a 45 mag away from a guy in about three seconds handcuff him and kick him in the butt three times and had him in the back of the cop car probably in less than 15 seconds and he never even unstrapped his gun you know, but there was no beating, there was no shooting. But that guy came out of San Francisco originally and was properly trained. That's interesting. Thank you for the call, yeah. Bill. Appreciate Thank it. You. you bet. Have a good day. You I too. He brings up a very good question. How much ethical training is involved mm-hmm. in here? How much personal training is involved with some of these officers? And, uh, and I'm saying these officers, I should just say all officers. Um, I, I, I wouldn't want to be a police officer right now. And that's a really sad state to, to be in. I respect the heck out of the men that are out there policing our neighborhoods and doing their best to protect us. That's just um, the thing. It, it, I respect them, but I look at something like this and it's really hard to defend. The unfortunate yeah. part about this is, and I, I'm right with you. I respect them. I have really good friends. I have family members who are on police forces, um, here in the Northwest. And the unfortunate part about this is you have, you know, hundreds of thousands of police officers. And here you have a group, and it happens, you know, over and over again. You have a group of 
Memphis police officers that unfortunately are giving a bad name to all police officers, which is just not true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't, you can't say that, you know, when you see the video that these are not bad people, you know, in this one instance, they may be great people outside in their family life or whatever, but what they did here was horrific. If you are a police officer or a teacher in the United States right now, Every move you make is on video. Everything you do is on video. And it's going to be scrutinized if ever someone that you run into or a student in your classroom says anything negative about you, there are going to be a lot of tape that people are going to be looking at. And think about, think about that as we go to break. Isn't that something? Think about your job. Think about our job here. Think about if you're listening to I us mean, this we're morning, whatever right job now. you're doing. <laughs> but if it, think think about it. If you were on videotape with everything you did, you would think you would act a little bit better, right? I mean, these I people think. knew they had video going. I mean, I still don't have an excuse for the teacher in Caldwell that hit send and posted that <laughs> stuff on social media. They're the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You did what? You taped your kids fighting, and then you posted it on social media. Okay. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. More of your phone calls and emails coming up. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Those who've already seen the video of Tyree Nichols' arrest and beating have described it as horrifying. Nichols' stepfather, Rodney Wells, has heard the descriptions but has issued a public appeal. We do not want any type of uproar. We do not want any type of disturbance. We want peaceful protests. The city of Memphis plans to release the body camera and surveillance video publicly this evening. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can email us, Mike at KBOI.com. Chris is out today. Uh, Rick Worthington is in. Uh, you can also text us, same as our main number, 208 uh, Text message in uh, here, no name on this, says, I don't really see racism. I see hate and a divide between our law enforcement and our civilians and never condone any hate or brutality as this. But sometimes when you're running from the police, no matter what your color and the lack of respect to stop and obey the rules of the law governed by our states and our country. When you run from from sometimes this is what oh when you run from police sometimes this is what happens but until we can meet in the middle to compromise for our society the well-being of our fellow Americans no matter their creed or color we are in a dangerous time that we can be brutally beat and uh, brutally beat another human regardless of their crime at what point do civilians protect themselves and fight back and this is the problem we're going to face if we can't control our law enforcement Once again, I, I, I get the fact that, yes, the uh, perpetrator should not have ran. However, it still doesn't mean you, you deserve to be beaten to death when they catch you. Another text message. This is not a police problem. These guys were an organized and sanctioned street gang in city-issued uniforms. The issue I see is that the shot caller knew that this unit was out of control, but was willing to overlook it because they produced results. Nothing they did was common or standard police practices. I sure hope not. And they did belong to, what was it, Scorpion Squad, I think is what it Mm -hmm. was called. And they disbanded the Scorpion Squad. So not only did these police officers 
plus two others in the last 24 hours um, lose their jobs, but these five have also been um, charged with uh, murder, and the squad, the Scorpion squad, has also been disbanded, as probably it should be. Sean and Wilder, good morning. You're on New Stock KBY. Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, a lot of this stuff is basically uh, happening because we're lowering our standards on on regulations of people getting hired for certain jobs. It's happening in our medical field. It's happening in our policing. It's happening in our military, for sure. And, and you know, once you start lowering those standards, this is the kind of outcome you're going to get. Well, that's an interesting take. I don't I, I agree with it in some ways. I know that I've seen law enforcement in Idaho doing everything they can to get people to come in and want to work in law enforcement and not having well, terrific have, success, by the way. They're having horrific or terrific. They're not having terrific success. They're they're yeah. they're not well, finding well, people that want to come in and do they've it. They've all been wrapped up in the same thing of these, you know, bad cops that basically shouldn't even be cops. Their education isn't there. They're, 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 once you start lowering standards, you know, it, it, that's what you get. <laughs> you you don't hold people to accountability, you know, anymore for anything. Thank as you for, far as education, standards, right. and stuff. Thank you for the call. Um, just to take that one step further, and, and this was on the uh, Fox show that runs uh, in the 4 o'clock, from 4 to 5 o'clock uh, on our station, and they talked about this this morning, about lowering standards, and that police departments have to lower their standards because they don't have enough money, because funding is being pulled left and right, and there's not enough money to pay to get the people of higher standards that you would want to have working as police officers. So if you want to see all these people of high standards, you're going to have to increase your pay to get some of these people that might be working in different positions and saying, you and I have both said this this morning, there's no way in the world I would ever go, you couldn't pay me enough money right now to be a police officer. Well, and not just for the story we're seeing today no. where there was police brutality involved, no. but the number of officers who are shot and killed or killed in some way, shape, or form every year. I mean, that's that's pretty dangerous job. Or the getting second and third guests, guests mm-hmm. over, not guests, um, but being second guest over decisions that you get to make. And, you know, everything is so public with police officers right now. It does even even if you do something right, people are going to say, "No, you did that incorrect." Mm-hmm. We've got the proof. We're looking at the video cam right now. Yeah, think, think about that. If your job, and we we said this a little bit going to break, if your position, you had video of you twenty four hours a day that people could watch, the public could watch and see what you are doing wrong with your job, and you you could be vilified or just criticized. For your job, what kind of pressure would you have in your in your position? Yeah, I mean, you you see well, it with police, and I, I don't get me wrong. I don't I don't think that police officers shouldn't have, you know, the the video cams watching them. They should because it it, it helps when you do do things right to also mm-hmm. protect you in certain situations. But 
man, that's a lot of pressure to be having your every move. Watch, think about that, Rick. I mean, with our jobs. Well, I understand. You have have a camera over the top of you 24 hours a day watching you. Oh, look, Rick's not working right now. Something as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of pressure of being a cop. If you're going to be a police officer, not only do we really hope you have excellent judgment and, you know, good moral character and integrity, but, you know, there's a lot more that goes into it. I mean, we're not getting the people of, we're not getting the right kind of people being the argument to be cops. They're, they're pretty brave. Not everybody can do that job. I know this is Memphis. And I know we're talking about, you know, what seems all this is a long ways away, but we have problems in our own police departments here in the Treasure Valley. I mean, you look at all the uh, accusations and problems that the Caldwell Police Department Mm -hmm. has had, cost the uh, police chief his job, and you look right here in Boise. Police chief Boise cost him his job. All the problems that they've had. Where does it start? It's got to start up at the top, right? I'm talking from the mayor on down. Yeah. Well... Again, a lot of second-guessing that goes on there. I'm not sure that Police Chief Ryan Lee was on the up-and-up. There were a lot of complaints. You, you, I mean, you look at um, the Office of Police Accountability Director, Jesus Hara. If that's, I, is it Jara or Hara? I think it's Hara. You know, getting let go because he was randomly watching police body cam videos. Well... Isn't that what he's supposed to do? That's what I thought. I mean, in my thinking, isn't that his job? He's supposed to make sure that the police are being accountable for doing their jobs correctly so that something like in Memphis doesn't happen, and he's fired for it. Now, granted, he's filed a lawsuit, and I don't know what the rules are, but I would think that, like you just said, his job would be to look at police cam videos to make sure that they're doing your your jobs correctly so that you can maybe nip this in the bud before it does become a problem saying hey you how you how you would look at that job sure i I would i would like to think of it that way gordon new plymouth good morning you're on news talk kby hi uh thanks for pointing out the the fellow who's looking at the tapes of the uh well anyway hey we could be proud of being in idaho uh you know we see People of different colors offering greetings, smiles, uh, making way in traffic for one another. We're a pretty friendly bunch. It's, I think Idahoans are, a lot of them are very frightened about the the threat of CRT. I think Wayne Hoffman has been trying to teach uh, Idahoans that CRT is a great threat. But Idahoans are pretty good at not being racist. I just see good cheer among people here. But the, the critical race theory idea really is just that there's disadvantages that a group of people have suffered since they were slaves, you know, whether not like from not being able to get a job in the fire department or having their farms taken away from them in the Jim Crow South or having a highway cut their neighborhood off from the mainstream of things in the city or having uh, stinky petroleum plants set up in their neighborhood. Um, critical race theory isn't something to be afraid of. You can, you can look at disadvantages that are put upon people without, um, thinking that there's some kind of a t- Marxist takeover or something. But the, I think it is pretty clear that that was racist. If you look at the idea, like where's, where's the, all the videos of the white guys getting beat up by police and being shot. We've seen all these black people getting beat up 
and shot over the years. Where's the white people? I, they're not getting shot and beat up. If, if they were, we'd see them on Fox. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And there was a, did you see that video? There was a white guy that got stopped in a bank in Portland. I saw that video on liberal TV. He goes in, he acts like a fool. He's going to rob the bank. I don't know. The police try to grab him. And he grabs a gun away from the police. And I just saw this a couple of days ago. And he manages to get a shot off and shoots a policeman. The rest of the guards in the bank, armed policemen, grab him, take the gun away from him and send him to jail. Well, (laughs) so maybe that's what happens to white people, you know. (laughs) The last thing I could say is that testosterone, I heard a, what do you call it? The people who show up right away when something bad happens. First arrival. What do you call those guys? The, anyway, the first first responders, first responders, according to a guy on a late night talk show last night, said that they're all on testosterone. They, they, they're listening to the ads about being he men at home in the bedroom and, and taking testosterone. And that's what makes them crabby and mean. Might be. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> all right. Thank, Thank you, you for the call. Thank I will you. appreciate it. Um, I, I will say, if you think that there's no white people who uh, are not stopped by police, and, you know, and, and killed, we, all we have to do is look here, the rancher a few years ago. Remember him who had a bull that got out? The police shot him. That's right. That was a white man shot by police. So it, it does happen. Should he have been shot by police? It's for the courts to decide. Well, we can talk about it. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, David, just just so I can respond to this email. David, how come you won't read my, uh, writes in, how come you won't read my instant messages if you can't discuss it? Why ask to participate? Um, David, um, if you write an email that has expletives and uses the N-word, I'm not going to read that email. Just so you know. All right? Just so you know. Really? If you're going to be that dumb, that's why your email is not getting read. Try try a little bit better to be a better person and be a better emailer, and I would read your email on the air. KBY wow. News Time is 946. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.50, Rick Worthington once again filling in for Chris Walton today. Uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Paul in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, Mike. Glad you're back. Hope you're feeling better. I am. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, my experience with law enforcement in the family was I had an uncle, and um, he was on the same police force for 34 years, many commendations. I actually stumbled across him one day when he was work, wearing his uniform, and he was crouched in front of a bank entrance. And I was walking over to say hi to him, and he started screaming at me, get back, get back. I looked and he had his revolver pulled. He was waiting for the bank robber to come out and do his job. And uh, it just so happened that I was there once and witnessed that, but that was the only time in 34 years that he pulled his service revolver when he was at work as a police officer. Never had any troubles with anybody of any color. And that's the way I was taught in my family, was you don't have color. You're colorblind more than anything else. Yeah. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it, Paul. 
Based on the uh, email that you received that, of course, we can't read on the air, it's clear to me that not all white people really understand racism. <laughs> Especially, and, I mean, and by the way, we had our resident black person on our show, Nathaniel, who said he claims he's been black his whole life. I just have to take his word for it. Um, you know, saying, yeah, that was that's very racist. And, and the fact that they asked the question, is it racist, means that they have no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, as far as I can tell, it comes down to respect, lack of respect. Most of all these incidents that have been happening come down to lack of respect. If people would respect each other, treat each other the way that they wish to be treated themselves, there would be a lot less problems. That's from Jonathan. Yeah, um, you're right. Unfortunately, that's not the world that we apparently live in. You know, we have non-lethal uh, means to restrain people. Uh, we're going to have to find, figure something else out. If if a taser can't do it and pepper spray can't do it, what can? I mean, look, we spend a lot of money on weapons. Can we figure out something that, that works? If tasers aren't going to work, pepper spray is going to work. Let's come up with something. I don't, I don't even know how to respond to David. He wrote back and says, thanks for making my point. You're saying I can't even say the N-word. I thought this was an adult no. show that adults can speak their minds. If you can only talk about no, one side of a conversation, say that. it's not a conversation. If I have to explain to you why that is so bad, David, we can't even have a You're right. We can't have a conversation. David, if you don't understand gosh. that, I, you're right. I can't say that. I can say we cannot have a conversation if you don't understand why in this day and age you can't say that word. I'm sorry. I I, I just don't have any explanation for you. Uh, Another email, uh, Mike at KBY.com. Where did you guys see the video if it has not been released yet? It has been released. Oh, yeah. Video's Um, out there, man. Video is out. I saw it on on YouTube uh, through NBC News. NBC News had had posted it. So, yeah, if you want to find it, it is horrific. I I think maybe maybe everybody should. The video hasn't been released? The video's been released a long time ago. Yeah, video has been released. Otherwise, um, we'd be screaming at the Memphis police, you got to release this. And we, we actually said, you know, that is one good thing you could say about the Memphis Police Department in this whole thing. Yeah, they've been... They, at least they, they are above board. They didn't try to hide it and say, hey, look, um, because of privacy issues, we're not going to share this. They've released the video. Um, so whatever you want to say about the police department, it, it, whether or not the training was bad, whether they hired bad people... Um, whether these are just bad cops, you know, they were hired originally and were good people, hires, good hires, mm-hmm. and just were bad people, we don't know. Um, but it, the Memphis Police Department is not trying to cover this up. They realize this is this is horrific, it is bad, and uh, hopefully they will continue to be above board on this. Well, I hope we're not talking about it tomorrow. Well, I mean... Y- you don't know if you're going to get more information. I mean, you look in the last 24 no, hours. No, I mean, I want Chris Walton to get back here so I don't have to talk <laughs> to you at all tomorrow. You don't want to see me. To, you, you just don't know. <laughs> Knowing that you had to come in with me and put up with me, that it probably ruined your whole day. You might get Nate Shellman tomorrow. <laughs> no, don't do that to me. <laughs> 
Uh, thanks for the phone calls and emails. We're out of time today. Uh, if you do want to continue to uh, email us, please feel free, Mike, at KBY.com. Before we leave, we have a pair of tickets we're going to give away to the Boise Golf Show. I promise we're going to give those away right now. Caller number six. It's happening not this weekend, next weekend. Caller 6, 208-336-3700.